This episode is brought to you by the Roster Up Media Network, home to tangible insights for the NFL and fantasy sports. Check us out at rosterupmedia.com. Welcome back, people, to Giant Up, episode 12. I am your host, Joe. Glad to be back with you here. For all of you, those who are listening here out on the podcast, I'd like to uh, thank you all for the continued support out here. You can follow me on my socials at my Twitter at GiantUpPod. You can follow me on the TikTok at GiantUp. And you can follow me on my Instagram at Joe Carjulia. Now that we got that out of the way, let's get into maybe one of the single saddest nights in my Giants life yesterday, Thursday night. So distraught to the point I couldn't even bring myself to do the podcast after the episode. Had to go to bed. Went on a full-blown rant session. I was actually, my mind was deteriorating as the two plays running over and over again in my head were the missed wide-open touchdown to Darius Slayton and Dexter Lawrence jumping off sides, whether he did or not. Those are the plays are, that I was thinking of literally over and over again in my head, replaying them, thinking that there's no way that those things could have possibly happened. I literally ran upstairs to my dad, gave him the biggest hug of my life when he missed the when he missed the field goal. Um, I was smiling so hard, and I literally couldn't remember a time where I was ever happier. I turn around, I see flag on the field. I hear one of I hear Joe Buck go, "I think it's on the Giants," and I walk right back downstairs. And I think I blacked out after that. Because I've never in my life, I think, been that went from the highest of happinesses to the lowest depths of sadness in that short span of time. It's never gone. It's never shot from that high to that low. So I remember blacking out. I remember blacking out and then I woke up the next morning for work and thought to myself, I should have been comp to personal day after that. After a loss like that, every Giants fan around the world should have literally gotten a paid personal day. Every single one of them. Uh, I mean, where do we where do we go from here as fans? I mean, that loss has officially docked us the worst record in the NFL tied with, of course, the Jets, unless they win this week. That's the worst record in the NFL since 2017. It is, I believe, 18-48. and 48. So the last four years have been absolute garbage. So we could say what we want about last year, but we were still stick. We were still 6-10. We can say what we want about the New York Giants as an organization, but when does the turnaround happen? In my mind, I always thought that the Jets were one way with their organization. It was a complete mess. And the Giants were literally just a pristine run machine. That That's maybe my childlike sort of, you know, thoughts or... or softening up my past as we often do we forget some of the uh when we think back to situations like thinking back on times you know with a friend you may have had a falling out with 
you know, you maybe remember the good times, you know, you remember the good times and, you know, you soften on the bad things. But I remember the Giants, sorry going off on a tangent there, having no issues like that, not being a toxic organization. But ever since we lost Tom Coughlin, we've been in the gutter. I get we had that one good year where we went 11 and 5, but counting out that year, I mean, what do we say? Like, what really do we have to show for? Um, we've been a toxic organization. I mean, man, are the questions running up the flagpole about Dave Gettleman. Who the heck knows if that guy's doing good or bad? Like, I think he's doing good. Like, I think he's doing good. I thought he had a great offseason. Why did you draft Kadarius Tony? Why? And people are like, oh, they're working him in slowly. It's like, I get it. But when you draft in the NFL and you draft your first round pick, he better be playing. Like, that's a guy you're playing every day. Like, unless it's a QB who you're kind of holding behind. If you're drafting a, a position player, he's starting in the first round. Like, I really don't know other way about it. Like, that's what you're going for. Like, you almost want your second round pick, picks to be starting right away, too. So it's like, if you're going to draft a guy like Kadarius Tony and literally never use him, why? Then why did you take him? We have three good receivers. We have Kenny Galladay, Slayton, and Sterling Shepard. Why did you draft Kadarius Tony if you're literally not going to use him? Why not try to get another offensive lineman like you said you would do, even though the line's actually playing pretty well? Why not try to get an edge rusher? Because we have none. Bye-bye pass rush. Gone. Don't know where it went. Don't know where it went. We had a sack, what, the first drive of the game, and then after that didn't have another? I mean, Heineke was hanging out back there. He could have literally dropped back, sat down, unwrapped a sangi sandwich, and literally munched it down, and then got back up, and he could have threw for 15 yards to Terry McLaurin. Because guess what? He got dogged. Bradbury got dogged all night by Terry McLaurin. Uh, we hope Bradbury can, you know, not have that happen this season. We want him to return to the Pro Bowl caliber Pro Bowl caliber corner that he was last year. Uh, Daniel Jones might have played his best game in the last two years, which is a, which is fire. I mean, the all the RPOs that they were running, he was making the correct reads. All the read options they were running, they were making the correct reads, completely burning people when he was keeping the ball and running. I mean, he had 95 rushing yards and a touchdown. Should have been two touchdowns, but they called a holding call. That might not have been a holding call. Hold on. Uh, there's just so much to say. There's so much disappointment. Like, last night hurt so, so bad. So, so bad. Like, it doesn't get more painful than that as a fan. Like the wind was in our grasp. Bradbury played like an idiot, but he also had that amazing pick at the end of the game. I don't hate the play calling too when he got that pick. I like the run, run. I feel like you got to give it twice to Saquon. And I love that they went for the pass. Daniel Jones, unfortunately, threw a bad ball there to Sterling. But I like that play call to try to pass. Because then you're putting them just in a really bad position in terms of time, but 
what do we do, Giants fans? What do we do? We got Atlanta coming up. And here's the one thing I can think of. And if this doesn't spark you, and if this doesn't push you to win, then I don't know what will. Remember that guy used to play for the Giants? Wore the number 10? Yeah, you, you may remember him. He's, just one of, he's like a kind of cool guy. Won us two Super Bowls. Ring a bell? Yeah, Eli Manning. Yeah, so that guy's going to be there. That guy's going to be at MetLife. He's going to be home in MetLife getting his jersey retired, right? So if that doesn't spark you as a team, a man who fought for his life to win us two Super Bowls, he's getting his jersey retired. He's getting his jersey retired. Are you going to step up in front of one of our leaders? In front of a man who gave everything he had, never missed a game because of an injury. Started every damn game we asked him to, he was there. In front of him, will you crumble and fall to 0-3 to a not-that-good Atlanta Falcons team that the Philadelphia Eagles just beat? Pretty handily, I might add. Is that what you're going to do? Or are you going to step up? and learn and grow from these last two games that we played. Listen, we played horrible week one. We played better week two, and we still lost, and there's no excuses for that. The losing is done. The losing is done. Week three, we must win, or else there's nothing left for this team. If you can't win for Eli Manning week three, we got teams like the Chiefs later in the season. We got teams like the Bucks later in the season. You fall to 0-3 playing the Washington football team, the Broncos, and the Falcons this year, then what more can you give? Let's switch gears here. Daniel Jones didn't turn the ball over. That's a great sign. Because guess what? We need more of that. We need a lot more of that. We need a lot more of him running the ball like that and not fumbling. That was beautiful. Like literally, I'm not even kidding, his best game in two years. Maybe like, yeah, like... Really, his best game in two years, 100% locking that in. And I think everyone can agree with that. He looked like a third-year quarterback. Improving. He looked exactly where I, how I wanted him to look by his third year. Sorry, I'm just doing a lot of thinking. But Daniel Jones, the thing about him is I never thought he'd get over that little that little turn. I thought he loved turning the ball over. I thought he loved it too much. Because some things that you love, you don't like to give up. I went to the doctor about a month ago. They told me my blood pressure levels are elevated. And I'm 24. So I was like, hmm, that's weird. That's a little scary, but it's not the biggest deal. Just a little bit of, oh no, my cholesterol. Maybe, no, no. 
It's not my blood pressure. It might be my cholesterol levels are elevated. Sorry, my cholesterol levels are elevated. So she basically told me I needed to start working out. Did I do that? No. Will I? Maybe. But I'll tell you one thing. She told me I probably had to stop eating so unhealthy, like stop eating so much pizza and cheeseburgers. Will I, will I start doing that? Will I stop eating pizza and cheeseburgers? That's embarrassing. I just got a FaceTime during this. Or it was actually a phone call, but listen. Will I stop eating cheeseburgers and pizza? No. Dude, holy. <laughs> this, is, this is tough, man. I'm just getting calls from actually different people. Two different people. Um, God, I was just, I wanted to talk about that. Here we go. Will I stop eating cheeseburgers and pizza? No. No. Did I order a cheeseburger tonight with bacon on it? You bet your ass I did. Because guess what? There are some things you just love too much to give up. And I really thought Daniel Jones loved fumbling too much to give it up. But you know what? It's a great sign that he didn't fumble on, on the game. Um, on the game yesterday, man. Prime time, lights are on. Apparently this Redskins team is good. Sorry, not Redskins, football team. And he didn't fumble. Dude, I'm getting so many calls in a row. And listen, you guys are going to be with me on this. Is it whoopsie city that I'm getting this many calls during the podcast and it's coming up my on my computer and I don't know how to turn it off? That's whoopsie city. Because this podcast is a straight shot. We don't really chop it up. We just, you know, record for this how many minutes straight and we fire it out. That's what I do. I talk to you. I actually talk to myself for this long. Is that concerning that I can do that? Probably. Because I'm just talking out loud alone. And, and, and that's a little bit weird. Normally, you like to have somebody else with you that you're talking to. I guess talking to myself is just as fun. Love yourself, people. Wow, this podcast got off track. Okay, let's, let's reel back in. This is going to be one of my uh, most ridiculous pods yet, I guess, to date. But let's reel it back in here and just, and just talk more. About this game, let's talk about some bright spots, which I didn't think I'd be doing today. I'll be honest. I was ready to just, like, my in my heart of hearts, I want to rip the Giants to shreds. I know that they played good, but, like, I'm so tired of the losing. I think we all are. I don't care that they played good. I don't care that Daniel Jones played his best game. I'm tired. I'm tired of losing. I'm tired of getting my heart smashed into a million pieces every Sunday or Thursday or Monday, whenever they play. Heart smashed into a million pieces. I'm so tired. I think we all are. We demand more from this team. You pay for a team like this, we demand more. We demand results. We're the New York football giants. And I'll tell you what, that's starting to lose some steam. How much longer can we say that if we've been the worst statistical team the last four years? How much longer can we say we're big blue? We're the New York football giants. How much longer can we demand respect when all that's happening to us is loss after loss after loss, right? 
That's how I felt last night, and that's still kind of how I feel now, but I still want to talk about some positives here, so let's get into it. The offensive line actually played pretty good. They really did, and one of the saddest things that went down, I know we just said we're going to talk positives, but I forgot to say Nick Gates going down. We, everyone knows that's been listening to every episode of this podcast how big of a fan I've been of Nick Gates since before he was named captain. I was a biggest fan of him last year. Like, a dude who's willing to get nasty and get up in your face and get the job done. He fought his way from a dude who was on the practice squad to a captain on this team. Has gone down with a huge lower leg injury. Um, and that was just brutal. I thought that was going to spark us when every single player on the Giants went up and hit him on the chest. I thought that was going to spark the boys to make sure they got a win for him. Because I know that's what he wanted more than anything was a win. And we couldn't do it. Not even for Nick. So that's a, uh, I'll try not to talk about anything anything else negative, but that was one thing I definitely wanted to bring up because I love Nick Gates and we wish you nothing but the best, man. We wish you a speedy recovery, man. Damn. Damn, that sucks. But uh, hold on. One positive was that even without Nick Gates, the line actually played play pretty well. Eli had like more time than I think I've ever seen him have. Uh, I just, God, Eli. Daniel Jones had more time than I think I've ever seen him have, which was, was great. I mean, the run blocking isn't beautiful yet. Uh, it's really not that good, to be honest. Um, but that was definitely a plus. The pass blocking looks pretty good, which is which is good. You want your QB to have some time, especially a guy like Daniel Jones, who loves to fumble the football. A uh, couple more positives. Sterling Shepard still playing extremely well. Like extremely, extremely well. For some reason, I just like felt, I said this in a prior podcast, like there's certain things in the universe when the universe just comes together. Like things come together for a guy. Sterling Shepard was number three because of his father. Like that was his dad's number and that's why he wears number three. I hope I'm not confusing that with somebody else, but I'm like 90% sure that's right. Like he's wearing number three, like he wore it in college, couldn't wear it in the NFL. And now like this is the year he gets to wear number three. Like he's finally in a position where he doesn't really have to play a lot on the outside, where he can play more in the slot where he belongs and where he's most effective, in my opinion. Like, so his position, he's positioned perfectly in the slot right now with two outside receivers that are definitely more outside receivers than slot. So he's just in the right position. Like we like the universe aligned for him this year in more ways than one. So I just really felt that he was gonna have a big year. He's got over 200 yards in two games. He seems so reliable on third down, just a literal, just exactly what you want your slot receiver to be, Sterling Shepard. So another huge bright spot for the team. Um, Caden Smith made a nice a nice grab again. I, I, Caden Smith seems to, you know, be that guy who will just come in and, and he can possibly just like weirdly make a big play. Uh, yeah, so, and and you know what I'll say? I mean, I completely literally named my one of my last podcasts another bright spot here. I named one of my last podcasts fire Jason Garrett and like you just can't be mad about the game that he coached that he coached uh yesterday. Uh I mean they they had 27 points. They should have had more with the Slayton drop and things like that and and the touchdown call back on a BS penalty call on a hold on CJ Board. I mean they should have had more points. I mean you, you saw an, uh, against a team who supposedly has a good defense like it's supposed to. Uh he coached a heck of a game. Like there was a lot of more shots down the field. I feel like Daniel Jones could have taken some even more shots. He, there, a lot of the times he felt he was being a little conservative, but we can't knock that. 
Uh, Slayton had the unfortunate drops, but there were some a lot of big play potentials. Another bright spot was watching Saquon Barkley break that run. I mean, if you're as big of a Saquon fan as me, like, I felt like I just haven't seen him have a run like that in so long. I thought at one point it was a crib call, literally a crib call. Uh, so I thought that was unbelievable to watch. I literally had to leapt out of my seat when I saw him break it. Like, it's just so beautiful to see things like that again, like just a flash of what he used to be. So we're hoping that he can continue to start playing more. He continues to stay healthy and he's got a long break right now in between till Atlanta. So we're hoping that he could rest up. Hopefully they don't, they're probably not going to push him too hard in practice and get him game ready for some to up his snap count for by week three. Like I'd love for him to be going full tilt by week three. Like that's what I'd love. Uh, but anyway, that was also dope. Aziz Ajalari, like he's showing flashes still. I mean, he had another sack. So he's got two sacks in two games so far as a rookie. Like the first one felt like it was a little bit like a coverage sack, but that second sack was nice. Like no one else was able to sack Heineke last night except for Aziz. So we got to give credit where credit is due. He chased him down and grabbed him by the legs. Uh, uh, Heineke's a a mobile guy, so we got to give credit where credit's due. Another nice sack by Aziz. Uh, Bradbury, I'm not calling him a bright spot, but that pick was unbelievable. Um, McLaurin had his way with him most of the night, though. And I don't know, man. That's pretty much it, people. That Slayton drop really stings in my memory. I, I can't give him a bright spot, even though he looked good. Uh all the betters of the world, I took a bet $15 to win $450. You know what that bet was? That Darius Slayton would have over three and a half catches in the game, over 45 receiving yards, a touchdown, and the Giants would win 15 to win 480. If Slayton catches that touchdown, he already had the touchdown and the yards, by the way. He just needed one more catch in general and a Giants win, obviously. But that touchdown catch would have sealed my bet and then some. I mean, 15 to win 480. That's no joke. That was like plus 2,800. It was a ridiculous bet I took. And the fact that it even came that close is unbelievable. Like, I, I really can't believe it. It, it all goes – the Giants can't even win after losing a bet like that, Like, which is fine. I don't hate losing a bet like that. You know, I'm just more of a casual better, 15 bucks here and there. Uh, I don't mind losing 15 bucks, but damn. It just stings that the Giants didn't win. And 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 you, you give up plays like that. You, you drop balls like that. I mean, wide open in the end zone. Uh, that's basically it. I honestly didn't know if I'd ever even have the heart to do a post-game podcast. Uh, I really didn't think I had it in me to do it. So I'm glad I got it done. I mean, we got to fight through the good times and the bad. That's the one thing I got to learn. Like, you know. I'm doing this pod whether would no matter what happens, man. If they go 0 and 17, we're gonna be here with you every week. That's the kind of people we are at Roster Up. Your Roster Up family will always be there for you every single week. That's what we're gonna do for you. Our dream is to have 32 NFL teams on here, have every podcast for every single one, and I guarantee you, every one of those podcasts, top to bottom, is gonna fight for their fans, and we're not gonna give up on you guys. We're dropping content like, like freaking beasts all over the internet i really didn't know but this is just the family you're a part of now man giant up and roster up so you know listen we got eli's jersey retirement week three against atlanta coming up i'll have a pregame pod. i'll talk a lot more about that i'll have a pregame pod coming out for that 
uh, either Saturday or Sunday morning. So let's take this time. Let's try not to harp on this loss, people. My 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 final words here. My my segment. Any last word segment will be. Let's try not to harp on this loss over this long break. This is going to sting because it's going to be a long time before we see them play again. Uh, let's not try to harp on this loss, people. I mean, this is where they test us. This is where, you know, when you're at the lowest of lows, it's easy to be happy when happy things are going down. It'd be so easy to be happy if the Giants were 2-0 right now. This is the toughest test, to be happy and to still continue to be positive after times like this, that's when it's, that's when it matters. That's when you cash in. Okay. And I'll tell you what, I let off a lot of frustrations over the last 24 hours. I'll tell you that a lot of frustration said a lot of stuff, but I got it. I worked it all out of my system and I'm ready to get back to being positive about the giants. And that's basically it. People, I damn love you all for listening. Thanks so much. Let's go big blue.